This is Influencing Insider, the weekly webinar that interviews Australia and New Zealand's best journalists about how they like to work with communications professionals. To view our complete library of episodes and register for the live shows, head to influencing.com forward slash insider. Hi and welcome to Insider Business. I'm your host, Mike Woodcock, and with us today is Simran Khadija from DoorDash. Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the support of Thrive Tech Academy, and the Academy delivers Marcom's training that's uniquely suited to, today, to today's tech-driven world. They've been instrumental in helping us bring this series for, to you, for which we're very thankful. Now, DoorDash have been making waves across Australia in the last few days with their announcement of drone delivery testing up in Queensland. With us today to talk about the unique challenges that go with managing communications for a global food delivery platform is Simran Khadija. Welcome, Simran. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us today. Um, You're the Director of International Communications. Can you tell us a little bit about that job and what that entails, please? Sure. Thank you. So, I'm hi, everyone. I'm Simran Khadija. I lead International Communications for DoorDash. I'm based here in San Francisco. My role essentially entails looking over communication for all DoorDash markets outside of the U.S. So I'm very excited to work with team members across the globe, and that makes my role and life exciting. So what does a day in your working life look like to you? Well, Mike, working on an international role means that you're working across time zones. So my day essentially starts with checking on on Slack because there's like a world that might have changed in Australia in the interim, even if and and California wakes up very early. So even if I'm checking my Slack at 7 a.m. in the morning, it's already 10 a.m. in Canada. And like a lot of news cycle has happened in Australia or in New Zealand. So it's, you know, it starts with catching up on news, uh, responding to all the slacks that I might have missed while, you know, sleeping at night. And then, you know, the day kind of settles into doing my weekly catch ups with cross-functional partners, business partners and my teams. Uh, so it's a very, very interesting role, which uh, keeps keeps us happy and excited. It's, it's, I imagine it's fairly packed. I mean, you've got news cycles that are dense in any market and then you've got multiple markets for which you're responsible. How do you juggle that, those times of, of, of internal stakeholders, external stakeholders, making sure that your comms is, is consistent across so many, across so many cultures? For sure. I think, you know, the most important thing and, you know, that a very important part of my role is kind of to be like the mothership, which kind of connects, uh, you know, all the countries and all the markets to, you know, back us at HQ. So I think that's a very interesting part of this. And, you know, in terms of time zones, you just have to A, be flexible yourself. That that comes by being part of an international role, as well as offer that flexibility to your team members. So I know uh, the team member I work with in Australia literally has her 7 a.m. coffee looking at my face every day. So, you know, she wakes up early to accommodate the California time zone. And, you know, like I wake up early to ensure like, you know, if my teams in Canada kind of need anything early morning, I'm there for them. And then also, you know, last year, earlier this year, DoorDash acquired a food uh, delivery startup based out of Finland called Volt. So I also work very closely with the Volt Comms team. 
So then that really just adds like a lot of Central Europe time zone to my agenda, which makes life very interesting. So that means either very early morning California time or late at night. So I think it's 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 about finding the right balance and making sure that your team members have you when they need you. Appreciate that. Uh, now, you touched briefly on Australia and, and I'm glad that you've done so. Um, as, as I highlighted when we were off camera before, we, uh, we work with the IT journalism community a fair amount, the IT journalism awards and so on. Um, and as a result, we, we follow and work with a lot of journalists. And one of the questions that we got um, the other day when we were speaking with Asha Balbashaw at Gizmodo was um, about your drone delivery that you're testing up in Queensland. Um, and her question was, how quickly can we have it in Erskineville? Which um, I suppose just goes to the broader idea of, of that relationship. How did that start um, and how's that progressing? And yeah, how, how long until we're all getting um, our meals delivered by drone? Awesome. Yes. So I, I, you know, this, this partnership was led by DoorDash Labs team. And this is like a world first partnership between Wing, which is a Google subsidiary. And I know Google and Wing has been in operations in Australia for over two years now. So it's a very, very interesting partnership, uh, you know, for us. And, you know, Queensland is just our pilot. And then we will be expanding to different markets. Like, and also the kind of reception we've seen for this news with Australian media has been very, very exciting. Like the Today Show called it the best thing after Nasi Goreng. So uh, Asha and everybody else, I'm waiting for drone deliveries to happen all over Australia. And on my next trip, I can't wait to order my hot, flat, wide, and a bagel along with that. So I'm waiting as, as much as all of you are to make sure that, you know, we have uh, drone deliveries all over Australia. Yeah, I, I definitely want to be uh, an early adopter of that. Um, it's 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 a very exciting initiative. And, uh, uh, yeah, you guys have to tell us what, what the first, first meal delivered is going to be because that's going to set the benchmark right there. Absolutely. So, so Mike, just kind of adding there. So this, you know, drone delivery kind of is, you know, is like an added modality to our on-ground delivery service. You know, so while we have dashers who have the option of using e-bikes or cars or even walk around to do deliveries, but like drone kind of adds uh, an, an extra added layer to that where you can have like cheaper delivery costs, get everything delivered to you in less than 15 minutes. So it's definitely more exciting. Oh, we definitely. Groceries now, you know, are, are very, very Aussie things. So Vegemite and butter, Tim Tams, iced coffee, band-aids, baby food, whatever you kind of need is what we have right now. And we're also looking forward to partner with more merchants to ensure that there's actually your dinner could be delivered by a drone as well. So that that goes to, uh, I, I suppose, um, one of the biggest challenges in your role is is maintaining that cultural awareness across so many different uh, so many different spaces. Um, how do you how do you make sure that that's um, all in lockstep? Are you are you do you roll out one unifying message, or do you work with teams to try and modulate, or, or what's what's the secret to your success there? Sure, thanks, Mike. So I so I think Mike that also you know comes from my experience and my previous background. So before I joined DoorDash, I spent five years working for Airbnb. I was one of the founding members for Airbnb in India. And then my role kind of evolved to take on Southeast Asia, launch a few different markets there. And as you would imagine, like all countries in Southeast Asia are so different from one another, like, you know, India being one, but anywhere between Thailand, Vietnam, Philippines, they're all such different cultures. So the most exciting thing that I think about is like, you know, how could you take a global message, you know, a global playbook, but localize that? 
I think the most fun part about working for international communications is getting to know the cultural zeitgeist of every country. You know, so like Tim Tams is such an Aussie thing, right? Like, so every time we used to meet uh, our team members on an offside, like, like the Aussie colleagues just had to bring in a bag full of Tim Tams for everybody else on the offside. Right. So it's just just about, you know, talking about it from a very, very cultural perspective. And like so many, so many Americans here heard about Vegemite. And said, Is that a thing? <laughs> so it's just very important, you know, to bring in that local cultural context when you're creating communication strategies. And when you're talking to people, you have to meet the audience where they are and you have to give them the communication message that they're familiar with. That is so true. I mean, yeah, it, it does sound cheesy, but. Um, uh, you know, Tim Tams and Vegemite. My daughter literally made me buy Tim Tams last night and my wife asked me for Vegemite toast this morning for breakfast. It, it's, they are universal experiences. Um, just talking quickly about Airbnb, um, that's an extraordinary um, background. You've, you've achieved so very much um, in such a short space of time. I mean, Airbnb are arguably the largest in that space um, and, and they're certainly one of the people that have made that, that idea of um, so many parts of life as a service, um, uh, universal. I mean, what what is it about that space that's that's kept you involved and kept you interested? So for me, Mike, I think a I have huge respect for for Brian and other Airbnb co-founders as well as for DoorDash co-founders. I think they're incredible leaders. Even Tony, I see they lead with so much empathy, so much uh, you know, think about uh, so much for the future, like thinking about the long term. I think what keeps me excited about this space is I think of technology as a platform of you know connecting people, bringing people together, and how these platforms kind of bring in the storytelling alive is most exciting. So talking about Airbnb, like you know sharing those host stories, you know talking about empty nesters, talking about an elder couple, talking about a, a single mom trying to you know make her ends meet or following a passion by hosting on the platform. My my mom is a single mom back home in India, and I put her apartment on the platform. You know so talking about about such stories is a, is is really what keeps me going and then talking about DoorDash that kind of continues like you know DoorDash was founded to support small merchants you know the, the founding story of DoorDash is about how our co-founders were actually trying to help uh, a macaroon shop a macaroon shop owner who who used to actually keep like a fat book of deliveries and just didn't know how to manage that and that kind of gave them the idea like, you know, there may be so many small time owners and merchants who, who would have no idea now how to kind of deliver their product to the platform. You know, so I always think of technology as a means of bringing people together. And I think communications really help us take those stories forward and share them with the world. So I think that's the most exciting part about working at Airbnb and DoorDash. That, that that makes sense. Uh, I'm glad that you touched on storytelling because that's that's so important. Um, I, I can't imagine that you would have as much time as you would like to, to engage with every journalist in every market that you work with. H how important is working with local partners um, such as Thrive um, in Australia or, or um, who is supporting you in Finland and so on around? Um, how important is working with local teams to to establish to build those relationships with journalists? 
it is extremely important mike like it's it's the most important aspect of this is like you know like i said like having that cultural context you know so my team member uh, you know jinane who's an absolute star on ground in australia and like you know when we got a brought in thrive on the ground we were actually thrilled to have those partners because even for one person in a communications role to manage the overall media market and an interesting thing about international role is that you know like in its sort of all star role like you don't have like a public affairs person to a, a you know a pr communications person it's one person essentially managing multiple things wearing many hats you know trying to do policy communications all at the same time so that is where you know having strong industry partners strong agency partners is extremely helpful like th their their gut is what that we would trust on you know so we would give them strategic advice but we would absolutely trust them and absolutely think of them as our partners to help us do the right thing for every market we operate in just to that um it's and i understand that 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 relationship is critical um at the same time australia's seen some recent challenges um certainly in crisis communications in the last few months um and there's certainly an expectation that when when something major happens positive or, or negative um, that there is a, a face of the company that seemed to to take the lead in in communications. Um, is there is there have you a strategy in place for those sort of broader communications? Is that something you would look to have your partners drive on the ground, or is this something that you'd take a more take a more hands on approach with? I think so. It's it's a strong mix because you know because we're headquartered here. You know anything with regards to policy and communications becomes a very important aspect on how we work and operate with policymakers, how we engage with local stakeholders. But we do have strong team members on the ground. We work with our agency partners, and obviously having a very strong face. Uh, to the brand becomes extremely important you know so whenever the opportunity arises our local team members are the ones kind of engaging with policy makers on the ground level helping them shape policies because another very interesting thing that has happened in the last couple of years is that you know with all of the gig economy uh, companies coming in right it's such a new age concept and policy makers governments across the world never anticipated that these business models could work or exist and i kind of experienced that working for airbnb earlier and now with doordash so we want to we want to also tell policy makers that we want to partner with them we want to be good thought partners and our recent partnership with transport work, transport workers union in australia is a solid example on how we want to work with them for you know safety uh, for gig economy workers so that's a very important aspect of you know of being successful or on establishing our right to win in every new country that we operate in and our local agencies play a very important role in helping us achieve that how much of your time would be spent with working with agencies on the ground and how much working with or interacting one to one with journalists so i think it's it's a strong mix we interact with journalists one on one essentially when we're pitching out like an exclusive story so we worked very closely with the tech editor for the australian for for the story around drone delivery and with brisbane times and the wing team uh, so that was like a very very important one but we also bring in our agencies to help you know the larger messaging uh, another another thing that i'm very excited about you know being a food delivery brand i love doing trend stories so we recently announced something you know like 
what is the difference between coffee orders between people in Sydney and people in Melbourne? Like, you know, people kind of love that. People love those kind of comparisons. So, you know, so the, the answer was that while Sydney loves their uh, lattes, Melbourne, people in Melbourne really like cappuccinos. People are moving to healthier options in terms of milk. So many people now prefer almond milk or oat milk. So, you know, so I love kind of creating uh, content, which also readers like to read. So our approach is to partner with journalists to also give them content that they want to share in the local market. Like what's the point of, you know, like a comms person just pushing out their story, which the journalist or the audience is not interested in. So I, we, we love to partner with journalists and our agencies do a very important role in kind of helping us build those connections and help us find those stories. So that helps us find that mix between engaging with journalists ourselves or using the agency partners. Perfect. Uh, now to that, what's something that you wish every journalist knew about you and what you're trying to achieve um, and, and what you do? And what questions do you wish they would ask more often? Um, and what sort of questions do you wish they would ask less of? For sure. So I think with journalists, I think it's such a symbiotic relationship. Like, you know, like journalists need the comms people and all comms people need journalists. So I think that's the first uh, and the most important thing. So there has to be like a, a relationship based on respect and on thought and on thought partnership, I think. You know, so if they need something, if they need certain kind of data and if they want to understand, you know, what the superfoods of 2023 are going to be, what are the most ordered items, you know, we can provide them all of that. So the questions that, you know, they can come ask us is that what is it that we can give them? What is it that we can offer them in terms of exclusivity? What would make their stories for their readers interesting? And I think, you know, lesser questions, I don't think, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, afraid of answering any kind of questions, you know, so whatever it is, whenever we can answer as a publicly listed company, we always love to share that information. What we don't like to do is to ever, you know, comment on competition, you know, so and sometimes journalists always like to play one brand over the other, not so much in Australia, but like especially with media in Germany. So, you know, and sometimes they also kind of, you know, want to compare like a local brand with, with the US based brand. So there are always some very interesting nuances on how a journalist approaches their story. So I think all we want is fairness in how we're written about and uh, an absolute, uh, you know, way to partner with them as much as possible. That makes sense. Um, I'm aware that we're starting to run a little bit over time and, and thank you for spending this time with us. So we'll get to uh, a couple last questions. Um, one thing that um, Daniel Grover has asked is what will 2023 bring for DoorDash um, in Australia? I think we're working on uh, very interesting campaigns. Hopefully you'll see, you know, the drone delivery pilot going to bigger cities and other cities. So, uh, so Daniel, I'm, I'm hoping that you, you'll, you'll be able to order drone delivery soon. But besides that, we have a lot of other fun uh, campaigns coming through in, uh, you know, in quarter one of 2023 as well. So stay tuned. Okay. Um, I, I am going to push you on that just a little bit. Um, any idea or would you be willing to share with us um, what city you have in mind to trial out first? Uh, I cannot share that right now. That totally depends on, on our partners at Wing as well, but uh, more to come. I appreciate that. And you understand that I absolutely had to ask that question. Um, lastly, uh, and this is something I've always asked, Simran, is there a piece of work or, or, or a campaign that you've worked on that, that you're especially proud of, something that perhaps matches the values that you hold um, that you've been able to sort of uh, use within the work that you do? 
For sure, I can you know actually quote a bunch of examples uh, from my you know career and my previous life at Airbnb. So uh, Airbnb had this uh, uh, consumer campaigns program called Only On, and one of the key things that we used to do, uh, which I did, was to partner with the King of Jaipur in India and actually get his palace, the city palace of India, on the Airbnb platform, and got the king to become a host on the platform. Uh, and all the proceeds of that actually went to a, a women's foundation called Princess Diya Kumari Foundation that helped uh, empower women in Rajasthan. So I think that was a very, very important campaign. It was very close to my heart because the overall way it kind of worked was, you know, A, women empowerment, B, you know, like who doesn't want to stay at a palace where, where the king is hosting you? And that got us like global headlines. So that's something I'm incredibly proud of and very excited about besides the drone delivery campaign that we've just done which got me absolutely excited uh, since the moment I got to know about this so most excited about this one thank you so much for sharing those examples with us um, that that's that is some extraordinary achievements um, Simran I'm aware that we're out of time so thank you so much for spending some time with us today very much appreciate it thank you so much Mike for having me thank you're you. welcome thanks Simran Thanks for joining us on Insider today. That was Simran Khadija from DoorDash. Ben Jody from Men's Health will be joining us next Thursday from 2pm to talk men's lifestyle coverage. I hope to see you there. Bye for now.